0: You cannot know God until the spirit of God doesn't condemn it, only convicts. Love is not a feeling. It's what you're willing to do in spite of how you feel.
1: Welcome to The Shed. Welcome to The Shed, discussing The Undiscussed, where we explore the new narrative. So, I have a new guest with me today, and he will introduce himself.
0: Well, my name is Jacob, I follow Jesus, I'm an evangelist, and I just, yeah, do everything with, with the love of Jesus, that, with the love that Jesus has for people, and it, it uh, really changes the world around me. Mm. Uh, really grateful I'm here, all the way from Saskatchewan. Come
1: on, let's go people uh, from Saskatchewan, I'm not yeah. from there, but <laughs> continue.
0: But yeah, I'm a child of the Most High God, and mm. that's who I am. Awesome. So
1: you, you just said your, your name is Jacob and you, come, you came here. Where yeah. is here? Where, where, where is here exactly?
0: Oh, well, here is Quebec, Sherbrooke, Quebec. This is called the uh, Community uh, QHOP, Quebec House of Prayer.
1: Quebec House of Prayer.
0: Yeah, I uh, came here for an internship and it's really been amazing. Like I've been able to grow really deep with the Lord lately mm. and uh, it's been amazing. My time's been amazing here.
1: Well, wow. and so, yeah, you said you were from Saskatchewan. How was it there? What were you doing before you came here, actually? What, what, what was it that you were doing? Were you going to school? What, were you working? Mm. What was it that you were actually doing? And then, yeah, what brought you here then?
0: Well, before I came here, I was actually training to be a worker, but a worker as in I would uh, train older people uh for example, one person came in, he uh, fell from a 25-foot ladder, broke his ankle. Me and my best friend Donnie, one of my best friends, we, we would train him and uh, and work on him together, and he came in like this, and at the end of three months, he was walking like this, no wow. anything, just stretching. What we would do is we would break down the, the myofascia, and it would create circulation, what happens is when the, when the muscle's tight, people often think to you want to walk, you want to run, you want to exercise it. But when it's tight, it's just going to get more tight, more tight, more tight, the more you do that. So then it gets injured. So what we did was, uh, he taught me this, we just break down the myofascia by creating circulation. And then the heart doesn't have to work as hard to, to pump the blood. Mm-hmm. And so now, since the myofascia is out, oh, now the blood flows through. And it's actually the blood that heals it.
1: Whoa, okay. It's so, the blood
0: it, that heals it, it's not the exercises, it's the blood.
1: It's the blood, yeah. Wow, and and because this is something that is new for me because I, I always thought like it is, it is actually the the training, it is you know, you, um, the the training of the mal- how do you call it the, the
0: fascia? The, the it's called myofascia inflammation. inflammation, it's just yeah, all that, all that what keeps it so tight, mm.
1: and yeah. and so. This is yeah as I was saying this is like new information for me especially the part of where you said it is actually the blood that heals it's the blood and then like when you said the blood what um what popped in my mind is like the blood of Jesus heals mm-hmm. so when when you said that i was like oh wow um it is it it, uh, it is always the blood that that heals yeah the blood of Jesus that heals and this is actually go into my next question is what was your encounter with jesus like what was your personal encounter with, with, with him
0: oh my personal encounter honestly started when i was about but maybe six years ago wow. about six years ago i uh my and how father old are you
1: sorry and how old are you right now
0: i'm 19 right now okay man. yeah okay. Uh, i was constantly moving around with different women because my dad wanted to move in with different women mm-hmm. to find fulfillment to find happiness and uh, he never found it but anyway one of these girls he moved in with was her name was Lisa she was actually what I didn't know at the time was called a witch mm-hmm. and uh, her daughter uh, brought uh, brought a Ouija board in the house and uh, I didn't even play with it I just was in my room. I come out I, I just look at the Ouija board I walk back to my room. And I see the hideous creature mm. standing in front of me. Man, it, it, this thing was like six foot two. This thing was. Ooh. I could see tangibly, its its scaly skin. It's terrifying. Red and yellow eyes with black pupils. It mm. was horrifying. It just gave me a look of pure hatred towards me and it it rocked my whole life like i went right after that i went in the corner and cried for 45 minutes i wouldn't look right or left i was just absolutely traumatized and that's what started my spiritual journey of actually trying to find out the truth
1: so wow and so you were then around around what age were you then around 13 14
0: 14 years old 15 i was about 15 15. and i started watching these ndes near-death experiences and every single one of them I always found out that it was Jesus. It was Jesus, 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 Jesus. So then I finally I looked up this guy and was like, Jesus, who are you? Jesus, I don't know you. I want to know you. Mm-hmm. And uh I was walking to school the next day and I had this this feeling of like it was weird. It was like a wind. It was like a it was like a fresh wind and mm-hmm. it was like electricity just entered me. Mm-hmm. And I like I was like it was so weight of there's so much glory to this to this humble spirit feeling thing and I, I looked and said I'm like what is this and then I walked wow. to school completely forgot about it and then the next day I was masturbating and I, and I actually for the first time in my life not the first time but I actually felt really sorry for mm-hmm. it I wasn't sure what where this came from this this genuine sorrowfulness for for what I know is my sin and I stayed up the entire night repenting and crying at the window mm and then and that's when i really started to encounter jesus and i spent two years in my room on my bed my father got me a little gideon's bible little gideon's bible i spent two years on my bed just reading that studying it reading it studying it trying to learn 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 because i had i suddenly got this desire for knowledge and i hated knowledge but i got this weird desire for knowledge and wisdom and i started to read this and read this and read this and then Holy Spirit just like totally started teaching me and teaching me and teaching me and teaching me, and uh, He's filled me with wisdom that I couldn't find by myself. It's only from God.
1: Mm, you, you know, your your story is quite fascinating. That first, how I see it is in the move of God and the touch of God. From you, you get that uh, what's it called Ouija Ou board? Uh, Ouija board. Ouija yeah. board, and you being like, oh. Um, You being oppressed, you seeing basically what would you call that that thing that you saw? Like, how did it look like? What what was it like? What do you think it was in hindsight?
0: It was was, first of all, it was dark. It was sinister. Mm. It was pure evil, like pure evil. Now this thing, I could feel it. This thing had no percentage of good. Even the worst humans that seem to be ninety percent evil Mm. and have like five percent good people hate. But this no, this thing was like a hundred percent evil and it had no intentions of any good it just was pure hatred and it rocked to me and it it scared me big time and uh yeah it was it had like scaly skin and it actually had hair down its spine and it had like this looked like a a paw of a dog to be honest but just it was in front of me then it outside then it slammed on my window bang three times Mm. and i was petrified even just vivid memories of it is terrifying Wow! but yeah
1: but then you had the beautiful thing about what happened was for me how I see it is your father then giving you the Bible actually it's it's pretty ironic because in that household you know they were yeah they were doing the whole Ouija board but then your father then suddenly gives you a Gideon Bible and yeah why did he why did he give you a Gideon Bible because
0: I one day just asked for it. He's an, he wasn't a Christian or anything. He didn't, didn't have a relationship with Jesus. Mm. He His heart is so hard towards the Lord, and it breaks my heart. But, uh, yeah, he, gave, he I asked him because he, he worked in uh, trains. He drove trains mm. for a living, and he I asked him, by chance, do you know of any Bible? And he said, hey, we got some at work. So he brought me one home one day, and I started reading it. Wow. And I couldn't get off of it. I started reading it and couldn't get off of it because it was like sometimes I would not I would not even eat lunch for example because I'd forget about eating lunch and I'd feel hungry Mm -hmm. then I'd read the Bible and all of a sudden I'm not hungry anymore Mm -hmm. it's like it literally fed me it's Mm -hmm. like the words literally fed my stomach it's actually like I was full I wasn't even hungry and it's Mm -hmm. super it's something supernatural I can't explain with uh I can't explain it
1: you know, you were speaking also about when, when you were in your room alone, yeah. but then you were masturbating and then you felt the presence of God. Maybe you can encourage um, others. What helped you to overcome it? Yeah, maybe to help them. Because I, I know a lot of people, you know, I've been through it. It is it is a very common thing, not even thin, but it traps you, right? It is something that the devil has like a whole hold on you with. So how were you able to break free from that?
0: Well, the masturbating went on for, I used to be a Call of Duty Mobile, played Call of Duty Mobile, four fingers. and I used to be really, really good. Mm. But I'd go from Call of Duty to masturbation, a Call of Duty to masturbation, a Call of Duty to masturbation. And this went on for like four years. And I was so pulled and addicted to it, so addicted to it. And uh, I, I couldn't get out of it. But, and I, I, re- I couldn't do it on my own strength. I was trying to do it on my own strength. For those watching, you can't do it on your own strength. It's impossible. Your flesh's will is to do the will of the flesh. What does that mean? For example, say I feel like punching the wall because I'm angry. I have no spirit of God influencing me. Mm-hmm. I'm powerless because I'm going to hit that wall because my own will is to hit the wall. Without, without the spirit of God in you, you cannot overcome because it's by your own might and your own strength. And that's absolutely impossible without God. So so what I did to overcome, honestly, was... And I, and I can't say I fully overcame, but I can say I've been clean for a very, very, very long time. And I don't plan on ever going back. Mm-hmm. But what I had to do is I had to realize I can't do it on my own anymore. And I had to ask God for the Holy Spirit. And now the Holy Spirit started to just start to really, really strengthen me. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it wasn't easy. Even when I received the Holy Spirit, I was still going at it, still going at it, still going at it. But the thing that was different is I felt convicted every single time. But also, I also felt condemned by it. Now this I know was the enemy. Mm-hmm. The Spirit of God doesn't condemn, it only convicts. It's conviction, it's of the Spirit. If it's condemnation, the moment it feels condemnation, it's of the devil. You can know that immediately. And, uh, but so what I had to do is I had to start, I had to learn how to crucify my flesh and walk by the Spirit of God.
1: How do you do that practically? When you say you had to crucify your flesh, what does that exactly look like? Um, practically is it then for example so for you you said the combination was th- that game uh, call of duty and then masturbation call of duty masturbation what were you then able to do did you then stop call of duty at a certain time so that you would not go back to the masturbation what wa- was the thing that that you did to discipline yourself
0: well i tried to quit masturbation without giving up call of duty it didn't work I, in order for me to actually overcome, I had to completely submit and under-surrender to God. I had to say to God and realize and speak to myself, I can't do this on my own. It's impossible by my own will. Mm-hmm. If I was in control, then I wouldn't do things I didn't want to do. If you're in control of your life, then you're going to do things you don't want to do. You've got to give control to God. And so I surrendered everything to Jesus. And... uh and I started to crucify my flesh. And what this looks like is, it's not literally crucifying your flesh. And I actually believed this for a second. I was like, wait a minute. Do I have to end my life to no. walk in the Spirit? And that's not the truth. Trust me. That's so definitely don't not do the that. truth.
1: Do not do that. Yes. <laughs> no.
0: but, uh, but I had to crucify my flesh. So I had to deny myself daily, deny masturbation, deny the pleasures. And I had to deny it by saying yes to Jesus when... This, the Bible says the spirit and the flesh are contrary to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. You can't walk in the spirit and the flesh at the same time. Mm-mm. You can't live by the spirit and the flesh at the same time. Mm-hmm. You cannot be influenced by the spirit and the flesh at the same time. If you walk in the flesh, you're going to give in. If you walk in the spirit, you're not going to give in. The spirit hates the flesh and the flesh hates the spirit. Mm-hmm. So you have a distinct choice. You can either choose to sin against God and follow the flesh or you can follow the spirit and you won't sin Mm -hmm. now there's many times where you know what's right and you know you want to uh walk in the spirit but the flesh catches you and that's where you have to weaken the flesh and and i'd say prayer i think prayer is absolutely crucial and essential to destroy the flesh because it weakens it notice when you start praying right your flesh starts squirming around, so true. tries to get you out of the prayer. So true. All, all of a sudden, outer distractions trying to get you, yep. trying to get you Definitely. right. But then, but then, not only that. All of a sudden, if you don't give in to the outer distractions, now inner chaos starts mm-hmm. to build up, and it's like, Ugh. and the flesh is like a baby th- or a kid throwing a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. If you give in to it, it's gonna keep coming back with that same temper tantrum, sure. again and again mm-hmm. and again. You have to, you if you can't uh, feel frustrated by it and give up, you have to continue, persist the spirit. You have to follow Jesus when when the times are tough and when when you're in that prayer closet and the enemy's trying to get you out, stay strong in there by trusting God's got it. A lot of times when I was in masturbation to call duty to soccer and all that, I'd look up to God and be like, God, I'm trying, Mm -hmm. I need your help, and and then you'd be like. I gave you the authority. Come on. I gave you the authority. Come on. To, to, to uh, to cast out, to the, cast out yeah. the devil. To, to. I gave you authority over the power of the enemy. Yes. And 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 and, and so okay. I gave the authority. Just trust. I got it. Mm-hmm. Trust. God's got you. The biggest battle when you're in the storm of life, is not the spiritual battle. It is the battle of trusting God through it. So true. And uh, so if you want to overcome masturbation, and sin in general. You have to live by the Spirit. You cannot live by the flesh. And you can't live in both at the same time. Mm -hmm. You have to choose to walk by the Spirit. And it's a journey. It's not going to be day one. You're going to be delivered unless... Well, you go through deliverance by the power of the anointing. But uh, the anointing is just the measure of power that God puts in a vessel to do as well. Just saying.
1: That is anointing.
0: But so... In order to overcome this, you have to choose every day mm-hmm. to follow the Spirit, to live by the Spirit. And when when you give in, don't let the lie say you're condemned. God doesn't love you anymore. That's not the truth. I believed that for many years. Mm. No, that's not the truth. Yeah,
1: not the truth you mean. may
0: give in. It's okay. You're human. We may sin. Yes, it hurts God. It grieves His heart, but He never stops loving you. And uh, he forg- And once He forgives you, He forgives you. You're 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 no longer under condemnation. Amen. Romans one. Uh, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ right. Jesus. So if you have the Spirit of God living in you, you're no longer under condemnation. So don't listen to those lies anymore because they just bring you deeper and deeper, deeper into it. Mm-hmm. You need to trust God. By mm-hmm. you need to trust you need to follow the Spirit and walk in the Spirit by simply trusting God's got it.
1: And knowing that it is a process definitely knowing that it isn't like, like Jacob said, that is it's one, two, three, it is possible. Normally it is a process that people need to like go through. So saying all of that, like, then you then come in here, what made you come here? How did you find QHOP? What, you know, because honestly, like hearing based on what you just said, you were trading with with your best friend and and it was everything was going well so Mm. why you know why did you decide to come here and what was the opportunity please tell us the opportunity that you lost or so-called lost Mm. but actually gained um by leaving Mm.
0: well first to start off i actually was uh Played soccer for fourteen years. My whole life, I've been playing soccer. I've yeah. been to Europe. I've been to England. I've been to Rome, Georgia. I've been to Atlanta. I've been. To oh. I was.
1: You have traveled.
0: I uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so I tried to find my identity, who I was in soccer, because I was better than everybody. I was better than everybody, and mm. I just, and I thought my identity was in that. I tried to say, okay, you know what? That's where my purpose is. I'll, I'll just be better than everybody in soccer. So I tried to get as good as I could. But then what happened was, I made a, I got kicked out of Whitecaps, which was a really good soccer organization, mm-hmm. for a dumb, dumb reason. I'm not going to say it, but it was a dumb reason. And I was crushed mm. because my hope of that was gone. My dream of that was gone. So I was like, who am I? What's, what's my purpose? And then the Lord showed me that you can't find security you can't find your identity. You can't find security in something that can be taken away from you.
1: Mm. Why? Say that again. Say that again.
0: You can't find security in something that can be taken away from you. Why? Because you can lose it. You can lose it. You can lose anything.
1: Anything. You can
0: your lose. life, you could walk out those doors, you get hit by a cart. There's no promises. You can lose your life at any instant. You cannot find security in even your own life. Mm. So don't try it. You can only find security in one thing. And that's the one thing that can be never taken away from you once you have it. And that's your relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, coming here, before this, I was training uh, people, uh, training them, putting their bodies back into place, uh, stretching them, all this stuff, right? And and this kind of myofascial training and stuff like that, it's, it's coming like, uh, it's getting really, really popular. Like it's going to... It's gonna take off, but and I and I was and I was like, man, I could be a good trainer. And then Donnie had uh, my best friend. He brought me to this place in Moose or something. We drove, and these hockey kids came, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to train them with him. And like I did such a good job that the parents were like, "Who is this
1: kid? We yeah, gotta get him
0: know. back," and all that stuff. Oh. And then I went to breakfast with him the next morning with his family, and he said to me, "Jacob's a trainer." But I, but on my heart, in my heart. Now, now I could, I could feel like, man, okay, you know what, man, if I didn't look at it, if I didn't listen to God speaking to me, I would say, yeah, that's right. I did such a good job. Mm-hmm. I can do this for a living. But something deep in my heart and my spirit didn't sit right, and that was the checking of the spirit. Mm-hmm. I had no peace in hearing that.
1: Okay. So and I you had no
0: peace. I had no peace in hearing that. So I couldn't. I just there's something in me that I couldn't. I couldn't follow that path. I couldn't follow that path. Mm. And uh, I would preach at the gym. I'd get in trouble. The training was really great. Don't get me wrong. The person there, my best friend, he, he did bring people to Jesus by uh, helping them feel better. So that way they'd feel better. They'd feel more grateful and then in that way. But for me, it just personally wasn't on my heart. That's not what God mm-hmm. intended me to do. And, and I was training there. I was having it really good. Could have got a lot of money if I stuck with it. I wouldn't even have to go to school, right? Uh, but yeah, one short testimony that happened there is I used to, I used to to train the hockey players to shoot. I didn't even play hockey. I just knew how to shoot. But these two practices, I would stand in front of the net and I would tip the pucks without any equipment on from like fifteen to twenty feet away. These kids would slap shot the puck at me, would shoot it at me, wrist shot it at me. As hard as they could trying to score, I would be standing in front of the net, tipping the pucks,
1: tipping what? the pucks.
0: Now, did I tip them all? No, but I almost died so many times. I got a shot at like 90 kilometers an hour right past my ear over my shoulder that I should have been dead immediately. I didn't die. And I was like, man, God's got me. I'll have to stay here. Not kidding. The next 13 shots, mm-hmm. I'm hiding behind my stick because now I'm feeling a little bit of fear. And not one puck hit me they hit the shaft of my stick wow and then I was and then I felt the Lord say hey I grace on you this time I saved your butt this time don't go to do that again do no. not test the Lord your God so I never <laughs> went back to that and then then I had this opportunity to come here where I heard about a, it it's called Parkside Ranch Parkside Ranch. and uh, Lacey uh, the girl I'm courting with she went there to Parkside Ranch last year and then uh, she told me about it and stuff and I felt the Lord tell me to go so I worked uh, two jobs. Mm. First was, um, it was called Crazy Bins, and the second one was a garden place. I'd plant greenhouses, build greenhouses, plant plants and stuff like that. Uh, I got to preach to my brother. He, awesome. uh, his heart was really hard towards God, mm. but I, was, I would get up at like 6 in the morning and I would pray before going to work, and I would just see how the power of God and the wisdom of God would shoot through me. God would just totally speak to him through me and it, would, it was amazing but uh, there's things obviously I said from my own flesh that weren't smart mm. and uh, yeah didn't really strengthen the relationship with him but it did plant some seeds that mm. I believe God's going to grow one day mm. in him but anyway so I got to preach Jesus to the people right? and I was evangelism did evangelism there in the work mm. got in trouble for it many times but didn't care I love the people and I want mm. them to hear the good news and, uh, it'd be selfish if I kept something that I felt the love of God so dearly to me it'd be selfish if I didn't tell them about it sure so I told them and ended up coming here and uh, I came here and I uh, went to Parkside Ranch served there it was great
1: when was that? When, there was when when was that that you you, you went to Parkside and then coming oh,
0: here oh I went to Parkside about what was it? It wasn't last year. It was about five months ago, actually. Oh wow! I've only Fair been here long. for like five months. Oh wow! And it was okay. geez, maybe six months ago. I, w- I went to Parkside. Then uh, yeah, Parkside was really good. Uh, it's funny when I went there, I thought I would be learning from the staff mm-hmm. teaching the children.
1: Yeah,
0: it was the opposite. You I l- learned from the children and taught the staff. And I didn't really teach the staff. I imparted to them what God already imparted taught me mm. it's not that i taught them it's not my knowledge mm. i just imparted to them what god already taught me and it was really powerful there was times where i prayed for healing someone's limb grew out their foots were exactly even uh someone's back pain was really bad i was like watch this jesus loves you watch this I told him to sit down against the wall i grabbed both of his legs i commanded his uh, his uh leg to grow in jesus name it, uh, I didn't feel anything happen. He didn't either. But he stands up. His back pain's gone. He measures wow. his feet. His feet are directly perfect, Come on. perfectly symmetrical with how they should be. Come on. And it was really and powerful. That was, sorry,
1: that was just you praying. That was wasn't. Just, that was just me praying. Not not like you you doing your quote unquote profession where you used to do it with, with mm. Donny or um, that you were helping them with the malfasha and and all that. That was just you praying with the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're being healing. And yeah, so how was that for you? Your first time when you prayed for someone and they got healed, how, how was that experience for you? Because you have like this boldness. You know, you just telling me that story. you going to the park rinds and where instead of them teaching you, you were actually imparting to them what the Holy Spirit was saying to you. So how was that for you then? How was that experience?
0: Well, with with the healing, I uh, it wasn't me who healed them. it was God through me. Amen. I just had faith, 100%. and I stepped out in faith and yeah. love. Though love was a huge part of it, the mm. Bible says, "Like you need love, or faith is dead." And
1: uh, action, faith without action is dead. It, dead it hurt. Dead.
0: It hurt me to see his back was hurt. It mm. really did. uh, you
1: were filled with compassion
0: yeah there was three witnesses there Mm. in the room at first I slept in the room by myself they Mm. were like these little kind of bunch of bunk beds in a room I went to my own room so I could listen to worship music and Mm. praise God and and, and praying the spirit and stuff like that Um, but yeah three people were in the room at this time because I was preaching to the people and they would start to come in my room and sleep in my room and uh, yeah his, his limb grew out and it was really amazing they were like Nah, they, they can't believe this, right? And uh, that was the first miracle. Uh, there were some testimonies of a couple girls. They came to Jesus because they said, if Jesus is real, mm. I just want to see a chicken dance tonight. And I'm not kidding. There was randomly a chicken dance. I'm not joking. And they gave their life to Jesus based on that. So God, Come he's on. so childlike. He can use anything. But uh, anyway, the second miracle that happened was kind of the same thing, except this girl was well hurt in the back Mm -hmm. and I talked to her about myofasci and the blood and stuff like that but this time again laid her down she laid down on the not laid down but sat like sat with her back against the wall and then prayed for her (laughs) commanded to grow she didn't feel anything she gets up starts walking measures her feet again exact even length God did two miracles and it was really really powerful and really amazing um people thought i was crazy there uh but you know that camp was really powerful so many there were so many people that gave their lives to jesus parkside ranch if you're if you're looking for a christian camp in quebec like go to parkside ranch it is so good it is absolutely amazing and the kids love it there it's there's so much fun there
1: how do you end up in Parkside? Because, mm. you know, um, what I was basically writing was, how did you end up in Parkside for you then to be imparting, you know, the Holy Spirit, imparting the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, and also healing? Like, so how did you end up there? And what do they do there exactly?
0: Okay, so at Parkside, they uh, take any kids, Christians or non-Christians, anyone, right? Most of them are Christians that go there. Mm and they come in and we we have this camp that's a day long it's not a day the can't camp, full camps not a day long but uh like the days are days long like it's mm-hmm. full day okay. and uh until like so it's like from nine o'clock to to five thirty to no no nine o'clock to four thirty mm. kids go home but they come there they encounter the love of jesus through play through fun activities mm-hmm. through uh through exploring mm. uh, riding horses stuff like that well, awesome. And it was really good. But how I came to that was actually when I was in Saskatoon again, the girl I'm now courting with, me, her name is Lacey, and she told me about it. And, yeah, I really felt the Lord speak to me to go there. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I had to, I, so I worked those two jobs again to get money.
1: Mm-hmm. I got uh, money
0: just in time to go for May for a birthday. But, so that was good. But, uh, yeah, I took the plane all by myself. The first time I've ever actually flown a plane by myself. Oh, And I had to go from Saskatoon to Toronto, Toronto to Montreal. Montreal, and they picked me up and drove me to Quebec, and I stayed at their house for all the summer. And yeah, and then, so that's how I got engaged with Parkside Ranch. And uh,
1: yeah. Wow. The reason why I wanted to ask that question was basically because, you know, um, wherever someone is, God can use them. You know because God used to go according with for you to go there and and for you to basically heal for you to impart what what the Holy Spirit wanted to do there so yeah. it is important that we listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying and how would you because for me the Holy Spirit speaks through many different avenues through through the Bible I see visions and also speak through people but what were the effects of you listening to the holy spirit and you not listening to the holy spirit
0: well the effects when i didn't listen was first of all miracles didn't happen mm. second of all i didn't i didn't feel like i was walking in the love of jesus and I actually repented for that some other things that ha- didn't happen when i uh so, sorry what, what was that the, the
1: effects. so basically what were the effects of you listening to the mm. holy spirit what did that do okay. and then you're not listening
0: okay so the effects of me listening to the holy spirit were i walked in the will of god and everything god does is in his will for his own sake yes he does keep our best interest in our best interests in mind and at heart because he loves us and he wants the best for us but his will is always first because he is perfect his ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are higher than ours and so when i actually moved with the spirit in agreement to to the will of god i saw how god wanted to show his power to the children Mm. wanted to show his love to them through just me loving on them me telling them about his love even to the older people the older folks like I would tell them about the spirit realm and generational curses and mm. all that stuff they've never heard before. and They've never heard that? I don't before. think they ever heard it before don't because it's like, it's so new to them. Mm. And it's like, it's like God's people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge knowledge and insight into this stuff. And I think it's so important. And I think what God's doing now is he's He's bringing this back. He's bringing mm. the, back. The, Jesus said, he that believes in me will do these works, but greater Believe. than I because i go to the father right and 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 he said "You will walk in power they will cast out demons they will raise the dead they will mm-hmm. lay their hands on the sick and be healed Come on. they will speak in new tongues they will do all these things and 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 i see nowadays like in the churches and stuff there's no there's no evidence of the power of god there there's no mm. the power of god's not there nowadays like it was in the book of acts the mm-hmm. early church right and, it, and I think it's because people don't, it's like they don't believe Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Mm. And even when I was there, even after the healings would happen and stuff like that, and it wasn't just the, I wasn't even concerned about the healings. I just loved them and just wanted them to know the love of God. But the people even there would mock me and make fun of me, thinking I'm crazy. You well, know, think great. I had schizophrenia and stuff like that, but I would just pray for them and love on them and and, and after it, they
1: saw after okay so first they were the, the people at pack on the park side they were first like laughing joking but after you were healing them like bringing an impartation of god in them. what was their reaction afterwards because when they, you know when they see because people can laugh and joke all they want and this and that but when the power of god is manifested Things change, right? So what were the reactions afterwards after you bringing forth the power of God?
0: Well, well, actually, the hard part of that is, and the sad part is, even after that stuff happened, even after what God did in them and mm-hmm. did to them, they, they still made fun of me because their friends would say I'm crazy. Then they would join their friends rather than mm-hmm. that voice of God telling them, you know, but they knew deep down in their hearts they, they were healed. They knew deep, deep yeah. down in their heart. And there's one guy. He uh, he was in my room, and the word of God and what I was telling him inspired him so much. Mm. He stayed up all night looking at uh looking through the window, seeing a, an angel. And I thought it was powerful. People again didn't believe him, but I believed him because I've I've lived through that kind of stuff. Mm. And 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 I know that's the truth. But like, yeah, it breaks my heart that even after seeing that stuff, they still wouldn't acknowledge it mm-hmm. and wouldn't give god the glory for it uh their hearts were too hard but i know that it planted a deep seed and god's gonna spring forth a good fruit from it
1: definitely because again god called you there for a reason god used the girl that you're calling to bring you there and for you yeah. to actually show the love of jesus and what what i want to highlight is that what you said and that was you wanted to show the love of jesus and so the the that anointing that healing came from a place of love came from a place where you you wanted them to have the full experience of the love of Christ
0: and that me wanting them to have that the love of Christ that came from my own intimacy with God.
1: Mm. Talk I, about that. Well, talk about the intimacy with God.
0: Well, you can't you can't give what, someone what you don't have. This cup of water, for example, S- say it's not in my hand. Can I then give it to him? No, no, it's not there. How can I show you love if I haven't received it?
1: Mm. So
0: I had to get into that intimate place with God, and receive what He's given me. Mm-hmm. Receive it. I had to receive it, and then when I received it, it flew, th- it flowed through me because I now had it and I could impart it to mm-hmm. people, and and that love. And I think that love is so important. Um, the only reason God heals is because He loves them and He wants them to. He loves them dearly, and He knows that uh, they don't love Him, and He wants them to love Him back. He, the motive of His healing is is it's love. Mm. He loves them so compassionately. He loves them, and uh, many people nowadays He wants to heal, but they won't receive it. Mm. They won't receive His love. Uh, I think that. The love aspect is so important. I think that the essence of who God is is love. Love. love is listen, love is not a feeling. You can feel hated by your brother. Right. Does that mean he hates you? No. Yeah. Love's not a feeling. Lo- love is the essence of who God is. And and because God is love, He's compelled to love. He loves. That's what love does. It loves. Mm. He just wants to love you. God just wants to love you. And the thing is, God doesn't just love you god loves to love you god Mm. wants to lavish his love on you number one but but you have to receive it and many times we build up these walls in front of us from Mm. being past hurt and getting hurt by people that that we don't receive the love because those walls we built up trying to block other people from coming and we don't realize it but they've also blocked us from Mm. receiving the love of god so what God wants to do is he wants to break down that wall, man. And how can we
1: like say like
0: a 17-year-old
1: or even a 16-year-old want to experience that love but has been has been hurt through church, through <laughs> family, has been abused, whatever it may be that is actually hindering them to experience that intimacy and experience that love of Christ. What would you say to them who who say like yeah, Jacob. Okay, like good for you, but but um, for for um, I cannot experience that. What can I do to experience that? Because it's not working for me. Uh, I can try, but even when I try, it's not it's not working. What do you say to 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 those people then?
0: Well, honestly, the first thing I want to say to you is I'm so sorry that you don't feel love, that you didn't experience love, and it's not your fault. But I want to say to you, if you look at the people that hurt you, if you look at they did what they did, then you don't see a reason to love. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the fact, why did they do what they did? Oh, they only did what they knew. Uh, my mother, for example. oh, Right? And I look at her and like, she did what she did. I see reason to hate, not forgive but if I look at why did she do what she did oh because the her parents did what she did to her she can only do what she knows how to do she can only give me what she has to give and if she's never received the love of God she's not able to show it mm-hmm. you can't love someone until you've first been loved the only reason we can actually love is because we've first been loved and so the only way when you don't the only way for me anyway when you don't experience the the love at all mm-hmm. when you don't experience love when and you don't trying, feel love and, and you're trying but yeah. you don't experience love you must believe what Jesus did for you on the cross mm. because he planted the first seed of love without him even coming to the earth we couldn't love mm. cuz love wouldn't be planted in the first place but the seed of love was planted and it was by Jesus coming down mm-hmm. loving us so much dying on the cross for us that's what real love is love is mm-hmm. it's not a feeling it's what you're willing to do in spite of how you feel And say that again love is not a feeling it's what you're willing to do in spite of how you feel and how much God loved us he just he died for us and he didn't just die for us he he already knew we would reject him afterwards and not turn to him mm-hmm. he already knew we'd hate him anyways but he died for us anyway he already knew but he died for us anyway he loves us so much and because he's forgiven me i can forgive because he's loved me i can now love but in order to receive it you have to believe he loves you Mm -hmm. you have to believe that he loves you because if you don't believe that he loves you well first of all you won't feel loved you won't believe you're loved Many people that go through depression and all that stuff, and I went through that. Trust me, I know I went through that big time.
1: How were you? How and were you able to, to get out of that?
0: How I got out of that is believing God loved me. Mm. You cannot get out of it without believing God loved you. What you're missing deep down, what that that hole in your heart that you're missing is because you weren't feeling, you didn't experience that love from your father or your mother. You didn't experience that love. You experienced rejection, mm-hmm. hate, right? But but God loves you and when you believe that, you can actually receive his love because first you have to believe it. And once you believe he died for you and on the cross, then you will receive his love.
1: Wow. So powerful because I, I keep on listening and, and and how old are you again? <laughs>
0: Nineteen.
1: Look at that. You you the the wisdom that is coming out of a 19 year old who didn't really experience the love of a father or a mother but then experienced the true love the love of jesus christ in him and now he is he is showing that like you are really showing that to others because like yeah we we both live in the community house and you are so caring. Like every time, like you come and then you 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 bring up your cheese again. I'm like, nah, dude. You know I don't like cheese, but every time, still you'd be asking me for cheese. But it shows that 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 caring, that love that you have to to yeah to to just love on others, to 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 care for them. It it shows. I can I can see that. Yeah.
0: But I couldn't love him like that if I didn't first receive the love of God, and I couldn't receive the love of God without believing he loves me Mm. first. So powerful. Jesus Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. But that's the whole problem. You do love your neighbor as you love yourself. You hate yourself. Therefore, you hate your neighbor. Hating people comes from hating yourself. In order to to love yourself, you need to see yourself how God sees you Mm -hmm. by believing he loves you you have to believe everything what father god has already said over you in the bible you have to believe what he said about you because then you will see yourself how god sees you and god doesn't see you as a loser god doesn't see you as forsaken. god doesn't see you as lonely god doesn't see you as hated god doesn't see you as you're a nobody Mm -hmm. god says i will never leave you or forsake you you're mine i love you i died for you You're not alone. Come on. When, you, when you believe you're alone, that's that's a that's a lie from the enemy. The moment you think you're alone is a lie from the enemy because Jesus says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And so, yeah, but to to experience the love of God, you have to first believe that he loves you. So you cannot receive it unless you believe he loves you.
1: You cannot receive it unless you believe that he actually loves you. And let's switch it up a
0: bit. Can I, should I give an example of that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You have two tunnels, okay? Two tunnels. Two people. They're two per. They're, the two tunnels are both dark and depressing, okay? Mm-hmm. There's two people. The first guy, he doesn't believe there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So what does he do? He gives up. He stays where he is. He gives up. He doesn't believe he's loved. He believes there's no hope. Okay. That's mm-hmm. the first guy. The second guy, He travels through the tunnel, but what does he do? He believes there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, even before he sees one. Mm. He has faith there's going to be a light. He has faith there's going to be hope. So what does that allow him to do? Mm. His faith allows him to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. And while this guy gave up, this guy keep going, keep going, keep going. And eventually he finds that light. And what is he now able to do? he's able to be the light shining back for the next person traveling through the dark tunnel. So behind all your pain and struggling and and suffering, Mm -hmm. there's a purpose. Without going through it, you couldn't even find that light. You need that light. That's where you find God is in the pain. You need that light. And when you find that light, you can now be that light Mm -hmm. shining for the next person traveling through the dark tunnel. So in order to believe God loves you, you need. in order to receive God's love, you need to have faith he loves you. you need to have faith, he loves you. In order him. to find hope, you have to have faith there's hope. But you, know you yeah. cannot have hope without faith. It's impossible. You cannot.
1: Because that, that is that is Hebrews eleven and where it says faith, faith is the substance of the things hoped for and the evidence of the things unseen. Yeah, that is it. And faith is the substance of the things hopeful and the evidence of the things unseen. Hebrews 11.
0: And, and where does that faith come from? It comes from believing God loves you. Why would you put your faith in someone who doesn't love you? Mm. If you don't believe he loves you, you're not going to put your faith in him. Would you rather put your faith in, in, in lies or truth? So
1: um, Truth. Um, God loves you. Believe let, it. Let, let's switch it up to, to maybe end. So you came here... You came here and how was your experience here, like these past, like you came here before I did. So what has been happening here in in Quebec, specifically here at QHOP? What has your experience been at the internship here?
0: Well, honestly, coming here, I didn't think I would see what I've been seeing and receive what I've been receiving. I normally would like to spend time with God alone. Again, I told you, about the two years I just spent with yeah. time with God alone, I never went to a church. Sure. Okay. I never went during those two years. But, and so here, it, it, God really brought me here to open me up and to, to bring me to, comu- to community because mm. it's so important. There's things God imparts to the community uh, that God imparts to you through the community. So God uses people as vehicles. God speaks to someone. He wants to, the word to say to you. God... He uses people, and why does he use people? Why does he, wait a minute? Why does he even use people? God wants the relationship.
1: Amen. Yeah, he wants that relationship. He wants that
0: relationship.
1: And now that you're here at Qhub, what 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 has been happening here at Qhub? Because, like, yeah, you. It, it is always better for the other person to explain very short. Like, what has been yeah. happening this past like month at Qhub? What What do you think is 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 happening here?
0: I right didn't really answer your question the first time. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Then answer the, the question. Okay. Like what you just said, I got it. Okay, so when I, ever since coming to QHOP, I have grown spiritually so much. I've grown in Christ so much. Uh, th- there's things I thought I understood the absolute most of and I'm not even close to. Mm. Uh, you know, I always try and fit God in a box, trying to understand everything so I could help people, but that's the wrong motive because... You can't fit God in a box. He's too big. He's, He's too always big. expanding. His love is so deep. His Everything about him is so deep. He is so deep. And, and God's really taken me deeper into his heart. And ever since coming here, I've been getting to know God's heart more. I've been able to feel what, how God feels in a certain situation. Mm. I've, been, I've been learning a lot. I've actually started to sing a bit. I never thought I'd ever yeah, be a good I've singer. you singing a lot now. Man. I got I got told that I sounded like a cat stuck in a lawnmower. So, I, a lie. so, so I, but it, like God's using me to sing for His glory. Mm. Ah. And would
1: you say there is fire? Um, um, mm. th- there is, there is something boiling here. W- would you say that there is something, something that that is like fresh, based on the prayers that people have prayed before we wrap up?
0: Yeah, there's here. There's such a fresh fire. There's always a new baptism of fire Mm. it's always fresh but there's always a new one every day but it you get deeper and deeper and deeper with the lord here you you never stop going deep with the lord as long as you seek him Mm. with all your heart he just keeps bringing you deeper into him revealing himself more and more here you cannot know god until he reveals himself to you you can only know what god chooses to reveal himself to you and so uh yeah, I just think, coming here, I've learned so much. I've gained in wisdom, mm. gained, in, gained in, what's that word, that The
1: baptism of the Holy Spirit.
0: The Bible says Jesus gained in stature. And, I've gained yeah, in wisdom. Wisdom and
1: I've favor and in stature before God in, and man.
0: I've gained in all that. And I keep going more and more and more and more. And it, this is a journey I'm on. But I'm telling you, the most fulfilling thing you can ever do is the will of God
1: cuz um, and to wrap up there is cuz before you coming here you didn't you didn't have the baptism of the holy spirit and, and now could you in like one minute explain don't stretch it one minute uh, explain <laughs> what happened to you last week was it last week yeah
0: well in one minute before coming here i actually did receive the holy spirit however when i came here i actually received tongues yeah. something that i've never thought even i could receive or possible but i for some reason believe that i would receive it i believe that even though i didn't even understand what it was or what mm-hmm. it meant or anything and i'm still like mind-bobbled about it but uh yeah people prayed for me i fell back no one pushed me i just fell back mm-hmm. by the power of god and the tangible presence of it and it's just it's just amazing. The best place to be is in the presence of Jesus. Amen. By far.
1: Definitely. So, just to wrap up, I believe God is really working in in you Jacob and um, working especially here at Qhub where where God has really been speaking to you. You receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And and this was all, you know, we being here in, in this house Quebec house of prayer where, where mr Brian Allen and his wife Tanya um, has been have been really praying for many years and and have sacrificed and did all of this to to finally see what see the prayers that they have prayed the sacrifices that they have made seeing it come into fruition is beautiful to see and then saying that i would like to end by saying this that here, the Quebec House of Prayer truly, there is there is a fire boiling here, it, it, is, it is burning here, that, that it is tangible and this is based upon what what Mr. Brian and, and his wife Tanya have done have sacrificed as well as all um, the people who came here and prayed and all that, so truly if you want to rest in the presence of God if you want to Receive the the fire of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the gifts as well uh, as well as the, the the power of the Holy Spirit. Come here, and and Mr. Brian and his wife Dan Miss Tanya will definitely um, impart that onto you and and help you. Just be in the presence, because whenever you come here, there is it, immediately you feel like no. Nah
0: i'm feeling right now there there is
1: something happening here so so i want to encourage everyone to listen to our live streams and watch it as well on our facebook quebec house of prayer and and as well as on on instagram quebec house of prayer i will link it all under the description and as well as my own instagram as well as jacob's instagram if you have any more questions then you can you can ask him and and ask him about his journey with God and, and how God has been really touching his heart and him really imparting his wisdom, imparting his anointing upon others. So, yeah, I'm going to close it now. So thank you for watching The Shed, discussing The Undiscussed, where we explore the new narrative. God bless you and see you on the next episode.